0: This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine.
1: Well, hi, I'm Troy. I'm, um, I'm a consultant in the metrics and the forecasting space. And I guess, you know, the question you always get is, how do you describe yourself to your mother So uh, when my mother was alive, she said, I don't know what you do. And at first I sort of said, I help people move post-it notes and avoid paper cuts, a la Kanban. Then I sort of said, what do I do now? I teach mathematics, simple mathematics to executives.
0: This is a series with Troy McGinnis, Man of
2: Metrics. And today we have a special guest. Peter Minowski, I'm a technical coach I'm helping teams do things right. And I'm interested in how to achieve that balance of doing things right against doing the right thing and doing things sustainably and at quality. So I'm interested in Troy's way of approaching metrics.
0: Uh, and Troy, congratulations on having a book for eight hundred and fifty-seven dollars on on Amazon. By the way,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's free. If you just download it from my website, it's free in PDF. So
2: <laughs> I know the second hand mar- second hand market is crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean there's yeah, no, I mean they're they're in the library. So just go to the bloody library, and get it out for free. No one uses a library anymore. Uh, I don't know. Must be my age. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. So, now this this is maybe a little less comfortable question, but is there a spectacular failure using metrics that you care to share with us?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean... Is it just my methods or methods in general? I have a great sort of deck of I, my 10 failures, my 10 best failure, failures, and I often give it as a lunch and learn to the uh, to the teams once I'm near the end of engagement because if I did it at the start, I wouldn't be able to charge my hourly rate. <laughs> but, but, the, the, uh, but, I mean, you, be under no illusion that even when you do think you have a rigorous method for, uh, for instance, you know, I sort of said there's six dimensions that you must measure in flow, and I'm sure you're going to put the little graphic image in the yes. uh, in the show notes so people will see the six. It started off as four. Why are there six now? Because I nailed those four, and the company still went bankrupt. Okay. And like, 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 <laughs> what, what did I miss? How did that happen? You know? and, and one of them was the fact that um, by making people concentrate on flow, they were uh, ignoring value. So what they were delivering was not what was necessary to keep the company afloat. It was to maximize the throughput and minimize the cycle time. Uh, And then the other one sustainability, of course. I did some great, spectacular forecasts about what was going to be done in the next quarter and six months, completely missed it all. And when I asked why, it was because the teams in a prior release crunched for the last three or four weeks of that project. So I went and used the historical throughput data of when the teams were crunching to forecast the next quarter, which meant the teams not only had to crunch for the whole quarter now, they also had to crunch a bit more because remember they had to crunch the first time to get what they wanted in that one. So I you know, unless the teams could suddenly do two to two and a half times more than they've ever historically done before in their normal sustainable pace, I forecasted using team under stress. Pace and which meant that the team had to not only work at that pace constantly now, so enter the sixth dimension of team sustainability. My own, I will now only forecast once I sort of can talk to the teams and sort of saying this historical data on your pace, tell me about your home life while that was occurring. And if they tell me what home life, I do not use historical data to forecast. I actually go back and estimate what would be a pace that would allow you to have a home life and also deliver this product on time. Because I want to make sure that when I say, you say you can get these three features, you get these three features. So the biggest sort of failure I had there was forecasting using Teams crunch pace as just the ambient consistent pace that they were going to be doing and set the team up for more abuse.
0: Agile Grande teaches you systems thinking through dramatic storytelling, such as Carter takes a job to improve a logistics company's adaptability, but efforts to scale Agile practices are being blocked by Mr. Chernesky, a vice president who's organized the company into siloed pigeonholes in order to secretly make millions with a dark web shipping service. Carter's life is in danger, he goes underground, and a spy agency hunts for him. When Carter uses systems thinking, systems modeling, and organizational change to save his company and his life, you get to learn how to apply that to your organization as well. Get your free copy of Agile Grande at leanpub.com. Are you enjoying the episode so far? You know what would go with this episode really well? That would be some show notes. You've never heard of show notes? You know, if you're using a podcast player, they show up right inside of your podcast player for easy tapping. You just gotta scroll into it. Now, if you downloaded this from a website, Go back to that website, and you will find on that webpage the show notes, and there'll be links back to Troy's company, the link to Troy's repository of Excel spreadsheets for tracking metrics, and all kinds of good stuff. So find those show notes, and you will find that cool specific content if you're enjoying this series and you're like my friend jt and you missed episode 167 which is the st- the first episode that kicked off the series with troy mcginnis go to your favorite search engine and type in lancer agile thoughts archive and you can find episode 167 there next episode more troy
2: mcginnis the part that's sort of interesting to me is that all the tools that we have don't do that predictability analysis that I know of.
1: Yeah. They don't. Um,
2: so that's where those hard content promises, you know, come in without really understanding a chance of success, right?